episode four of Daba Chat. Here is part two of our thoughts and stories of Indian weddings and Netflix's show The Big Day. We had so much fun reminiscing about some of our own family stories and weddings and could have talked for four more hours. But we hope you enjoy. And as always, don't forget to like and subscribe and give us a follow on Instagram at PC. And now here's part two. During the when they get married, you have an outfit and then the receptions that night you have an outfit, but then you have the brunch the next day you have an outfit. No, you got you got the sangeet. you got the haldi there's so many things there's so many different you know ceremonies which tying it to the show i was really disappointed that they didn't really showcase the events they didn't so really talk about i have some issues with the show it it truly highlighted what rich people how rich people have this flexibility kind of to do whatever they want the it's the rich version of what an indian wedding would look like it's such a glossy like glossy look and it just shows the upper class view of what an Indian wedding in is which is so one percent where the rest of the country does not have the same viewpoint or the luxury of even omitting certain ceremonies or rituals where yeah I know this is a modern take of I'm not going to do a kanyadan. I'm not going to do a mendi. I'm not going to do a haldi. We're not going to do the feras around the mandap. Where that's, I know we're, it's the world is modernizing, but that's not a true look as to what's actually happening and what's there. Yeah. And to put in perspective, five out of the six couples are couples from India, like their families from India, they grew up in India, they're not Indian Americans. One of the couples is are Indian Americans, uh, but they still are part of the 1%. They're not like <laughs> your normal Indian American yeah, getting married. They're still I, up there. Yeah, and it's just, I think it's, I think what the show is trying to show is this Bollywood view or this escapist glossy view of what, uh, you know, an Indian wedding is. And also I do appreciate that they, they showcased a gay couple and how times are changing. But beyond that, I don't think, I think it lost a message of showing the true culture of an Indian wedding. An Indian wedding is not just a Hindu wedding. There's so many different religions there's this what I wanted to see what a truly a Sikh wedding is or a Muslim wedding or a Christian wedding also Indian weddings are different based on where you're from in India so like a Maharashtrian wedding is different than a Kerala wedding or a Punjabi wedding yeah or a Punjabi wedding or even a or a Bengali wedding like it's just I think I I was hoping that the show is going to be able to showcase the cultures within the culture of India. Which, to do that, as we've said before, is a lot of pressure to put on a single show. This just means there needs to be more representation. However, this show was mainly just like, let's showcase the rich people of India getting married. Yeah. And it also isn't representation it's like saying every asian american is like part of crazy rich Asians. like (laughs) it's that's essentially what it's trying to say it's not representative of most of india or indian americans yeah because 
they so extravagant. And as you said, they do have the luxury of omitting certain cultural, traditional events of the wedding, which honestly, I was pretty sad. Like one of them omitted their Mandy ceremony. And I was like, have you been to a Mandy though? It's so fun. <laughs> but obviously that's my opinion. I mean, overall, it was, I mean, it was fun to watch. It's nice to have in the background and see, you know, if you had a billion dollars, what you could get in India for a wedding. Yeah. I was watching it while we were taking down the Christmas tree. Yes. At the end of February. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But one of the the really cool things was that, so the, the makers of the show are they come from filming Indian weddings. They're called The Wedding Filmer on YouTube. And the reason we wanted to watch it is because we actually watch their YouTube channel. Yeah, they're amazing. the weddings are beautiful. Yeah, they're amazing cinematographers. The way they showcase or capture moments of a wedding, it looks like an actual film and it's so beautiful. But once again, it caters to the people who have so much money to hire these people and they're in these beautiful locations such as like a fort or a palace or yeah a, a beach and these amazing hotels so it just enhances and, what everything looks like and the wedding filmer they cover bollywood celebrity weddings that's yeah. just to show how like i think we looked it up one time for a single day it costs ten thousand dollars to hire them and you have to pay for their entire travel, their food, their stay. stay, everything. So on top of the $10,000 per day, you also have all these other costs to hire them. And if you can afford it, then sure, have at it. Their, their videography and the way they put together the videos, beautiful. I spent an entire day watching it one day. <laughs> I was obsessed. And they, they make the couple's, not look really good, but it makes it like a dreamy love story. Yeah. Like it they seems turn so you into enchant- a Bollywood romance. Yeah. It's so enchanting and magical and beautiful. And when the f- there's always the obligatory like fireworks that happens probably in every <laughs> wedding that they cover. And it's just in the slow motion with the dramatic music behind. And then it looks so good. But what's really funny is that uh, the other day on my iPhone it the memories came out from my wedding in my living room <laughs> with Brian and my iPhone automatically put together a little slideshow of my <laughs> wedding and you know what I must say it was on par with the wedding filmer okay it was only on par because you had Sky and Sebastian looking real cute <laughs> yeah. that's the only reason but it looks good so yeah and that cost me zero dollars anyway um but yeah so we really love the wedding filmer so we were excited to watch it as you know we also really love reality tv and just imagining what we could do with a billion dollars another reason why we watched it yeah and I had no expectations so I wasn't disappointed (laughs) you know (laughs) I went in and I knew I knew what I was getting myself into I didn't have to like mentally prepare I guess I wish it were a little bit more interesting. It just was an extended YouTube video. Yeah, it was. it was. It it felt like an extended YouTube video. I I think with one of the couples um in the first episode, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. I think with them it truly highlighted their process of planning the wedding and, you know, using sustainable materials and using local artists and 
They yeah. were really cute. Yeah. So actually. use the, they, it truly followed their wedding process of, you know, highlighting the Indian culture or you highlighting the local area of Jaipur and using the sustainable materials and using the local artists and truly caring about mm-hmm. what was going into their wedding and not having any sort of waste. And also being, and I, Oh, go ahead. Also being modern in the sense of, you know, what they, they wanted people to have a good time and not, you know, be bored in a sense where, you know, you have people talking while you're doing, you know, all your Farahs. They wanted to enjoy their time too. And what I liked about them specifically was that I learned more about India and Indian culture through them. Like I, I had no idea about the block printing, which we'll get into. Yeah, that was so pretty. And I even called Papa to look at it. I was just like, did you know this happens? I was like, yeah, that's how you make saris. <laughs> or even <laughs> how mustard grows. Okay, well, have you not seen, uh, what's that movie? <laughs> yeah, DDLJ. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, they just went to the same mustard deal. If no, you- but it's it's just, you know, interesting to see how you can repurpose that even for oh, yeah, your own really wedding. Cool. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really, really like them. I just want to talk about them now. So we can get into, do you have more overall thoughts? I think what this show provides is a level of escapism and gives you that glossy Bollywood look into an Indian wedding. Yeah. And I guess it makes me sad. Again, I stand the wedding filmer. I love them. I support them. I've subscribed to them on YouTube. But there are a lot of Indian artists trying to make it in the media industry and it's just a little sad that they got money to make a show when the resources could have been put to somebody else to make a more representative Indian show or not even representative just like something that would interest more people if this was Netflix's way to like show representation a lot of the content on reality tv in india which india doesn't really have reality tv but a lot of the content is just like here's really rich people and here's how they live their lives and i'm like okay well i mean you can even see that in indian matchmaking they i mean you you truly highlighted people who you know come from a lot of money and wealth and then And like, if you go on Twitter and see the controversy it created, where it's just like, no, as a woman in India, I don't get these options that these people on Indian matchmaking got. Like, I just had to get married to the first guy who said yes. (laughs) I think one of my favorite um, depictions or portrayals of the Indian wedding matchmaking process, it's this documentary called A Suitable Girl. And what's really funny is one of the directors of that actually created Indian matchmaking. Yeah, but it's so different. But A Suitable Girl, everyone should watch it. It follows these three women in India and it shows, you know, different perspectives of a girl who's in her 30s and her parents are, you know, really worried that she's not going to get married. And even her whole like apartment complex are really worried, like, when is she going to get married? And then another girl who is a city girl and gets married and then her husband's from a joint family in a smaller village and she has to move there and what's the last girl is actually Seema from Mumbai's daughter mm-hmm. and um showing showcasing you know her process of finding a match for her daughter and 
it shows the I think the um, complexities of what a girl and even what a girl and a family goes through to get married and the nuances and the thoughts behind it. It it has a modern take, but also is so traditional in its ways. But I, I, I recommend watching that. You should also watch the documentary Meet the Patels, which came out <laughs> That's really like funny. six years ago. That is really funny. And <laughs> yeah. also it kind of shows you from a oh. first generation American guy's perspective. Yeah. And I think it's eye opening for a lot of people that I think Brian's coworker is like, have you watched Meet the Patel? I didn't know like this is the process and they go through so much. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I found Papa's bio data. Oh, no way. This past weekend. Oh, my gosh. So for those of you who don't know, a bio data is essentially a resume, but for your personality, like for you as a human. So it shows your education. It shows your clubs. It shows your talents, your extracurriculars. But it's also very superficial in a way where it shows your height. It shows what your skin skin tone is and... So it, it literally is, if you took you and put you on paper, surface level you and put you on paper, that's what a biodata is. <laughs> Wait, I have it. I have, let me just say a couple things from Papa's. I won't say all of it. I I'm didn't sure know Papa more. had I don't, one. I don't, Papa's been married for so many years. Well, I didn't know I Papa didn't had know one either. Because <laughs> he met mom when it they were 21. Him. Yeah, but I think to... Next to the bio data was an envelope addressed to our mom's dad from our father's dad. So <laughs> Where did it's, you from, find this? it's from Azuba to daddy, our mom's grandfather. That's what we call our grandfathers. Um, it was just sitting on their bed. I think mom was looking at old pictures because that remember I sent you old pictures? Yeah. Of um of you and Serena. That is so funny. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. So it says like his name, his birthday, he's Indian, his qualifications. So it says like his high school to college to residency. Oh, it has like all of his school. Yeah, it has it's all like of his schooling. Many has resume. His experience. So it literally says three years as junior resident in certain residency. <laughs> and then his teaching experience, his research work, his extracurricular activities. Oh, it's so funny. That's hilarious. I don't know if this is a biodata or his resume. Well, it says biodata at the top. So it says biodata, but I don't know if maybe somebody from India can educate me. Do you have a biodata that's just a resume and a biodata for marriage if if your parents still want you to have one? Or I guess I could ask Papa, but I don't think he wants to answer. <laughs> Hilarious. I didn't know that Papa know. even had one. I think he had to. I mean, I think that they liked each other. So it was our parents had a love marriage, not an arranged marriage. But like, yeah. obviously, our grandparents had to approve. Yeah. So it's like you had to send some sort of documentation over. It's not it's not official until you've yeah. exchanged by. I mean, like. Our parents also have to approve. Like, obviously, they like Brian. So (laughs) I think they probably like him more than me. They do. They do. (laughs) That's accurate. They saw Brian. Brian knows that. (laughs) He's aware. It's so funny because when I'm talking to you guys on FaceTime 
And as soon as Brian says mom, mom just lights up. She's always like, hi, Brian. That's so because Brian looks like Nick Jonas though. So Brian's the OG Nick Jonas. Yeah. Okay. Let's not give him too much clout. Well, it's a fact. Okay. Mom literally calls him that. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that just makes me Priyanka Chopra then. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to keep that in my head. Okay, going back to Meet the Patels, this is why I brought it up. Um, well, going off of what you said, when Meet the Patels first came out, you watched it first and then you told me to watch it because you're like, Priya, it's my life because this was before you met Brian. And uh, mom was telling you to get married like every day she calls you. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, what did I mean? I met Brian when I was 27, yeah. This was, <laughs> yeah, because this was my freshman year that I came out. Yeah. So it was before Brian was even in the picture. And thankfully, he came very soon after. <laughs> but uh, I remember I watched it. And then the next semester, one of my old professors made the class watch it that I wasn't in anymore. And because I was in a different semester. And one of my friends was watching it. And I was sitting next to her. And I was like, oh, my God, I watched that. It's exactly what my sister goes through. <laughs> Like every day with my mom and my friend who didn't know how Indian matchmaking works or how Indian parents work. She was just like, what? And I was just like, yeah, no, that's so accurate. Like the way the mom speaks to really sad. I forgot his name. The main actor who's in a lot of Indian content um, is the same way our mom spoke to you. And it was just very eye opening for the whole class because I don't think there were Indians in that class Mm -hmm. because again it's art school not that many Indians in our grade but well it's like once a girl hits a certain age it's just inevitable that the the question is being asked like you can even see it in this in this tv series that it what's interesting is that they never revealed how old any of these couples were that's something that I was really curious about because some of them had been together for 11, 12 years. I'm like, are you 45 or are you actually 23? Like, have you been together since you were 10 or, you know, well, some of them have, some, I know some of them said that, but I think that's such a huge part of, you know, not the marriage process of just, I think of like when to get married in India is age. Yeah. We have so well, many cousins. It's also different based on if you're the older sibling or the younger sibling because mom was asking you when like you turned 21 and our relatives were like it's time for her to get married whereas I turned 21 and mom's like yay you're 21 I remember you married yet. yeah so- <laughs> I remember when we went to India and I was it was maybe Nikki Didi's wedding we were with our uncle and he we were sitting in the his house and he asked me he's he said, do you have any good friends? And I was like, I don't know what you mean. He's like, you know, good friends that you could marry. Like, that's how they phrase it. But it was also really funny. I remember I was there because, well, Serena wasn't. We walked to the house to see what the parents were doing. And we we're all sitting in the living room, the entire family, Nikki Didi, Nile, our parents, me, Amita Maushi, all of us, just, you know, having a snack. We were going to go to chick uh, we were going to go to KFC India right afterwards. I was pretty excited. And Ashok Masa was just like, after he asked you that, he was just like, it's really time. I don't know what you're, it's, it's really time. We don't understand why you're waiting. 
I was like, I'm 23. <laughs> and I'm like 13, I think. <laughs> and I was just crying in the corner of the room because I just couldn't, at 13, I couldn't imagine what that was like. And thankfully, I've never had to. Well, kind of. Now that Serena's engaged, the moment mom told our relatives in India, our relatives were like, immediately, they're like, so Priya. And I was yeah. like, I just graduated college. So let's slow down. But, oh man, it's so funny. Even some of the aunties and uncles in America have asked me, I'm like, you I think here. it's just I think it's just in the Indian blood it's just it's you know you just can't help it of asking when is so-and-so getting married it's like yeah, as soon as you finish yeah. college it's now to take now time to take that next step in life my next step is moving back home let me just reflect on that for a second <laughs> um well those are the options get married and move back home so. <laughs> That's what it is, which is actually one of the couples, one of the girls in the show. She had the option to not remember her. her I don't remember which couple, but I think it was in the second episode. Her parents told her, we're going to buy you a house. And she said, no, buy me an education. Oh, yeah. And she's lucky I mean- that she had wealthy progressive parents that were just like okay let's send you to a second like college like yeah instead of buying you a house yeah I know I mean I think the couple you're talking about is Ami and Nithin yeah the dad yeah I think some of his friends or the dad was saying that you know we can either we've saved we have all this money like we can either get you married and then we'll buy you a house and then she told her parents like no spend it on my education so I can buy myself a house yeah like yes to that but (laughs) But it's like is that such a novel idea but it is like that's your privilege yeah that is your privilege she made the correct choice in my opinion but not everyone in India gets that choice so yeah and it definitely takes a like education and money in order to have a lot of these privileges Uh, Uh, but I did want to highlight quickly about the couple from the first episode Nikita and Mukun who uh live in the Bay Area Bay Area and they had their wedding in Chennai in South India yeah which I was at the beginning of the episode I was so excited because I was like they're like us they're Indian Americans they want to do their wedding in India that's really cool they I, I wrote a quote down from Mukun which was like he was just like yeah even though we grew up here we want to we still are Indian so we want we're gonna do it back in the homeland and I was just like yes snaps <laughs> it, to that it looked like a, a wedding from Vegas oh my goodness first it was of all too much it's so ostentatious it I was, was like, like why are there so many white people and I'm not talking about the guests we love when people of other cultures come to Indian weddings. That's awesome because you get to experience something new. However, the they traveled all the way to India and then they brought white performers. Yes. 
where to are their the- wedding to perform. <laughs> I was like, where are the local performers? Like, why are we? I know they had a few of them because they had one like old Bollywood night and it's probably something Which else. also that I was like, why are you? <laughs> that was just tacky. I will yeah. just say that. But if you're not getting Amita Bachchan, Ab- Abhishek Bachchan, if you're not getting them, don't get lookalikes. Yeah. Why? Why? It was just so Vegas. over the top with <laughs> like these flowers and these sets. And it was just like, I know the, the, probably these families have like, I mean, an insane amount of money and they, this is what they want to do. And this is, as she said, the biggest day of her life, which I find that, you know, a wedding shouldn't be someone's biggest day of your life. It's just which a different bride does say that. Yeah. It's just episode. an event. I mean, your life is full of all these moments, yeah. but besides that, it's just, it was just so much. And, you know, the, so I felt like there was so much waste, but it was also just so whitewashed. And the whole point of them going to India was to feel closer to their heritage and culture And again, I'm not I'm not criticizing anyone who wants to have a Western style wedding or Western performers that do whatever it's your money, do whatever makes you feel good. But the fact that they stated at the very beginning, I feel so close to Chennai and my ancestors and my culture. And then they have a Mad Hatter tea party for their medium. (laughs) She had like a colonial architecture Sangeet party. I'm like, why are we bringing in Victorian ladies for your Sangeet? Why are you bringing in the British Empire, which (laughs) literally took over India so that you can have this fantasy that you're... I don't know, from 1800s England. (laughs) Yeah, it was so weird. I was like, I really was excited. I wanted to see the South Indian culture. It's not something that's portrayed all the time because most of like Bollywood Indian culture is showing that North Indian side. And also they had enough money. They could have just gone to England. (laughs) Or they just could have done it in San Francisco. That too. (laughs) That too. Like I get that her Aji, which is grandma. Um, I get that her Aji is in India. So I understand her going to India to celebrate with her Aji. My stomach is growling. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, but at the beginning of the episode, she literally said, It's so amazing to have all these sets and see what you can build in India it's I'm excited to explore everything that can be done in India and so it sets you up in your mind like oh what's gonna happen what sets are they gonna build and I come back to this Mad Hatter tea party because (laughs) the flowers were beautiful the performers were really cool however the actual decorations looked like they were cut out from cardboard and tied with ribbon and I'm just like if you had something Indian it would have looked a million times better because that's why you're in India. I know. And then it was just like a lot of these like token things. Like um, I think there was like a key to unlock the secret garden. I'm like, what are people supposed to do with this key afterwards or a ticket and a popcorn bucket to get access to a bar? Most people are like, I want to just drink and go to the bar. I don't need to have a ticket to sign in to this party. Like, I know <laughs> those were in a drink. What if you lose it? You, you don't have, get access to those cocktails, Priya. And then also, that's really sad because I bet there were some <laughs> real good specialty cocktails. Yeah. But, I mean, I would have liked to be invited to this wedding. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Because I, you know, I mean, you you know for a fact that there's probably good food and good drinks, but I don't know. I guess it was just her idea of what it was going to look like. Also, for her Sangeet, as we said, they had like a whole Bollywood showcase and. Bollywood is a great theme like that I I love a Bollywood theme party with like the sets and the costumes and everything but to me for Sangeet which to explain is the party it's kind of like a bachelor bachelorette party before the entire family and all your guests it's just a pre-party it's a pre-party it's basically a reception another reception before the wedding yeah and it's so the family's whoever's getting married one side to meet the other side yeah and so it's really fun and you prepare dances which you guys don't think is fun but I think is fun (laughs) oh god no and you get dressed up and you eat that's day one of good food starts there yeah and it's just you're meeting everyone after so long whether it's family friends etc and so her Sangeet was this Bollywood night, but the performers weren't her family members or her guests. It was they hired actual Bollywood lookalike. So it's not the real thing. Some it's a lookalike that is just like, it's like when you get off brand cereal. Instead of getting <laughs> Cookie Crisp, you get the Walmart brand Cookie Crisp <laughs> and Walmart brand Pop Tarts. That's what it was. And I was like, what? is special about this because you have all these strangers performing for you but this is like the event for your family yeah (sighs) yeah but I well also I think she had a boardroom to plan her wedding oh she did she did it was part (laughs) of her job she was like I can't work and plan a wedding at the same time and I was like many brides have done it many brides will continue to do it but okay (laughs) like she's working smart not hard so good for her and so she got her work to plan like she got paid to plan her wedding which well I think it's her own work I think it's her own app but yeah yeah. but like she got free advertisement from it by the show I literally wrote that down I was like okay free ad I I mean I feel her boardroom wedding planning is just as nice as my living room homemade arch from Michael's wedding it, it wasn't an arch it was like the number seven well Your you know what used to not go all the way around <laughs> I'm gonna post a photo on Instagram and it's people are gonna be yeah. like wow Brian and I spent about five days constructing this our wedding arch in our living room and it looks just as nice as the Alice in Wonderland secret garden and oh, we that's still accurate though yeah and we still have the arch it's sustainable because it's fake flowers and it's in our basement right now And we will be using it for all family functions moving forward. So Priya, for your wedding, we'll pass it down to you. Okay, great. I'll add more ivy to it. Yeah, every person who comes can add whatever ivy they want. But yeah, but that's the couple that stood out the most in terms of so much money. Why are you doing it this way? And they put themselves out there on this platform. And that's why we're judging them. Because (laughs) like obviously it's their money they got married it's their wedding they can do whatever they want I'm just saying 
they chose to be put on a platform and they knew they were going to be judged. So here we are. (laughs) (laughs) And what's funny is that, you know, at this time last year, I was in India with the parents looking for wedding venues for my my own wedding reception because we were going to, Brian and I were planning on doing, you know, a small wedding in the States with just, you know, our immediate family and then doing the bigger Indian version back in Goa because Aji was there because our whole family has been waiting for this moment <laughs> and but I mean my whole family I mean just Ashok Maso just no just Ashok Maso Ashok Maso is the only one was for Ashok Maso it's just for Ashok Maso and for Aji <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like I understand like how much time it takes in terms of procuring a place and figuring out the vendors and all of that stuff but it is expensive it is so much money we went to go out to a few of these different you know venues and some of the hotel resorts there they were asked so how many of the rooms are you reserving in order to reserve this lawn space or this ballroom space or wherever you have to reserve like 300 rooms and papa's like all of our family lives in Goa. No one's going to rent, like, reserve a hotel room. And they're, yeah. they were like, you know, you can't have it. And that's because a lot of people from all over India come to Goa for these destination weddings. And it makes it so hard for local people to have one there too, themselves. Yeah. And Papa said how you guys lost the location because of that. Because somebody was getting married. It was between you and somebody who was coming from Punjab to get married. And the Punjabi God. people were... They were willing to get so many rooms because their family was coming. Yeah, Papa was like, I'm going to reserve 20 rooms. That's about it. (laughs) Papa was just like, so one for the bride, one for the groom, one for their family. And we're staying at our own house. (laughs) I would have taken a room. They have a Western toilet. Yeah. But oh, (laughs) another part of the wedding process that we need to talk about is at the reception the the couple usually stands on a stage and all 2000 of the guests just form a line to go shake their hand and take a photo this there's is not this is nothing mostly else. in india like this, this is, is indian yeah. weddings in india yeah and there's nothing else that happens for the bride and groom they don't leave the stage. They don't, they don't get eat. to talk anyone. <laughs> you don't talk to anyone else besides the people standing in line. They don't eat food. There's no dancing. Maybe at the end there's dancing, but by that time it's like seven hours later. Yeah. And it's solely, it's really funny looking at the pictures too, because <laughs> no one's smiling. No. Yeah. No one's smiling, but also it's just bride and groom and family. And then you just change the people on the outside and there's yeah. like 7,000 pictures all put in a book and you get it like a year later. Yeah. So and I told Papa when we were looking for venues, I refused to stand on a stage for six hours just shaking people's hands. That's your privilege right there. That is my privilege because not everyone gets that because when we were in Goa during the time there last year, we went to a wedding and I think the girl was my age and she had to do that and I felt so bad yeah and also they don't serve food until everyone's taking their picture god I'd be so hungry first well, they don't I'd serve want- they don't serve food to anyone no there was people eating we were all eating around her and At she was just standing Nikki up there <laughs> I know they ate and we were literally just there were so many people Nikki and Ashok Maso and Amit Maushi popular people 
like so many people came to that wedding. Yeah. I would just invite five people if that was the case of, you know, I can't eat until I meet all the people and be like five people. That's it. Time to eat. Yeah. Well, that's why we are not going to have that. Well, I didn't. I just had my living room and Serena and Corey. And then you and it was perfect right afterwards. It was we got to eat our food right afterwards. <laughs> yeah. It was great. We <laughs> ate Papa's biryani, as you can tell by every episode and our profile picture is my favorite food. I was so mad that I didn't get to eat Papa's biryani because you were back home. We, had yeah. to, we, we catered um, ABBA. We actually not catered. <laughs> we got it delivered. We got it. Sounds really good. We, we got ABBA delivered to uh, the apartment and... Yeah, it was just the four of us eating our wedding dinner. And then we got a carrot cake from Hub 51 that we just, yeah, that was that was our wedding meal. It was perfect. And then the, my iPhone made my wedding video. Total cost $200. Perfect. Most of that went to that Ivy altar. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Michaels, for... Uh, providing all decorations for my Except wedding you paid for it so yeah provide it <laughs> i would like yeah. to be sponsored by uh, michael's for my wedding anyways yeah. back to the show watch it i mean it's pretty fascinating yeah i mean you should watch it please give indian representation the um the visibility, I guess. So the more people who watch it, the more funding Indian artists will get. And yeah. that's what we want. And so I'm interested to see. Go watch it. Yeah. And I'm interested to see. Um, I think this was like part one of the series. What part two is going to look like. Me too. Like, are they Maybe going- they will branch out. Maybe I they hope will. they do. I hope they because do. Because they did get a lot of reviews that were like, why do I want to see rich people get married? And I was like, <laughs> true. But then I had to reflect and be like, I have seen their entire YouTube channel. So yeah, I do want this content. <laughs> so you can blame me. I'm the reason why. <laughs> wow, Priya, you're ruining everything for everyone. Literally, as usual, myself. as usual, Literally you don't hand for myself. Yeah, you don't hand out the correct amount of flowers to everyone. And you're <sighs> requesting content that no one wants to see. Oh, man. Oh, I can't believe we've been talking for two hours, almost two hours about Indian weddings there's a lot to discuss yeah there. I feel like we could just go on forever about we love Indian weddings <laughs> if if we've attended your wedding and you have made a wedding video and you still have it up we have watched it Probably. since attending your wedding yeah maybe on every anniversary you have Priya and I have gone back <laughs> yeah. and, and looked at your wedding video just to reminisce and then remember all the good food that we had yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> We've attended your wedding. You know who you are. Um, and I have no shame. I love watching wedding videos. So thank you for keeping it up. Yeah, so. Priya, I'm going to send you my iPhone uh, wedding video. I, I think I, I did. I don't really want to watch so on So on our first year wedding anniversary, I hope you go back and watch it as you've done other Ooh. people's and then reminisce on the biryani that Papa made. Yeah, yours is not on the same level as theirs. I'm sorry. But... Wow, that's rude. I didn't even have to make you leave the house. You could have worn pajamas. No. Do you think mom would have let <laughs> me wear pajamas? Absolutely not. Oh, man. Anyways, well... All right. Well, Priya has to go for her hair appointment. She hasn't gotten a haircut in about seven years. So that's not, I wish that were true. Cause my hair would be so long. It's, <laughs> I think I got a haircut right before 
No, the last time I got a haircut was when you visited New York when I got my hair really, really short. So, so it's been um, about seven years. But anyway, I can't be late because our hairdresser knows our family for being late and I try to make her feel better about me. <laughs> um, so stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We have some fun stuff planned for you. And well, go find us, us on uh, Instagram and give us a follow. We really want to make it to 50 followers in this lifetime. We do. And if you have any questions or comments on anything we said, just comment on our page or send us a DM and let us know what you want to hear too. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.